Hey, hello, and welcome, everybody, to the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank. I'm with Tyler here uh, on the internet. Uh, Tyler, say hi. Hello. Uh, and we're here to do another episode of this show um, where we talk about video games and all kinds of stuff. Tyler, I've got to admit something right now. I've kind of given up on uh, F1 really being a fight. Uh, I think Red Bull's <laughs> just going to run away with it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, we'll see. I mean, we've, Charles Leclerc had a 46-point lead or something like that earlier in the season, and it has totally flipped on its head. Things can happen very quickly, but um, I am with you. I think that Red Bull's far, by far the most superior car on race day, especially when it counts. And uh, Ferrari just keeps screwing themselves, either on strategy or reliability. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, even so, I I think Red Bull just nailed the regulations. Like they, they uh, like they had a guy Adrian Newey who knew who 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 knew what he was doing. Get (laughs) Newey knew what he to (laughs) do. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, he worked in the last era of uh, ground effect. So I mean, Red Bull. Maybe just you know, they keep paying that man, and that man keeps designing good cars. Yeah, I mean he's designed so many championship-winning cars. Um, yeah, I I think they've they've nailed it, and all the I mean, at Baku, uh, the porpoising looked incredibly bad, especially for Mercedes, um, and and like Lewis, you know very slowly getting out of his car and all this stuff. Um, and now there's all this stuff coming from the FIA about it for safety reasons, which you know, I think is totally uh, fair. Um, but it's also a tricky issue because some teams have solved it within the regulations, whereas others are have not, say, Mercedes. Yes. So it's just a tricky issue in terms of being... Uh, fair to to the teams that have solved it or solved it more than others and then also just making sure everyone's safe because uh yeah back it was crazy did did you watch that race yes i did yeah and uh yeah it's it's like it it's like i i feel like a lot of drivers started to uh you know, understand a little bit of what uh, Mercedes has been going through all year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, and it's it's kind of scary. Uh, like, especially, like, I'm not sure if you saw the stories, like, about Lewis Hamilton, but apparently he started feeling like his seat was cold. Yeah. But that was just because his fucking spine was getting fucking bounced up and down. Yep. So hard that it started going numb. Yep. Um. Yeah, like, I, I I agree that the FIA has to step in and, like, do something to protect the drivers. Um, and it, I, I understand that it probably isn't fair at all to Red Bull if you make them have to change something on their car when they don't have the problem that other cars are having. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's tricky, but... I think overall it's for the better. I, th- I think too. There's there's also just the aspect of it of like, it just makes the sport look silly in a way when you see these cars just bouncing up and down like crazy, and it's like 
This is supposed to be the top tier motorsport on the planet. And these cars are just <laughs> bobbing up and down like the drivers are bob like you know bobbleheads, dude. It's like there's there's an aspect of that too that just kind of makes the sport look a little little silly. Yeah. And and I'm all for you know solutions to this being whether it's suspensions or stuff like that because they banned more complicated suspensions this season, um, and I'm all for maybe reopening some of those things that could give the teams more solutions to solve the problem. Uh, but I just don't know if that change should come this year. I think you got to kind of go with the simple solution, which seems to be raising the ride height on the cars. But then the cars are going to go slower, which no team's going to want to do. So, Right. But, like, yeah. that, that's why it has to be up to the FIA to force them to, right. like, do something to... Uh... Right. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've I've kind of I've kind of written off this season as a Red Bull win as a result, especially if uh, the FIA intends on uh, enforcing this restriction on like the I I believe it's like something like vertical G forces that they're measuring yeah. to uh, see if cars can fall within a certain threshold. Uh, right. Right. Yeah, and also, I mean, if, if Max keeps driving out of his mind like he did during qualifying yesterday in Canada, I don't know if you had a chance to watch that, but he was up by six-tenths, almost seven-tenths over second place. <laughs> Fernando Alonso, which is awesome. Like, I, I'm really hoping for some epic, like, Verstappen-Alonso duel today. I don't know if it'll happen, but, man, that would just be so much fun to watch. But yeah. Verstappen's just... He's he's in a league of his own right now. I, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Crazy. mean, like even if some my of ho- his my hope have oh. come through team orders. Sorry, just want to say that my hope for this season is that Perez can, you know, stick around and maybe potentially catch up, mm-hmm. catch Max whenever like he makes a mistake or if he doesn't finish a race. That I I, I just hope Perez is right there to uh, right to kind of snatch up that spot. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, but yeah, that's that's enough about racing. I did watch uh, some other racing stuff as well. I watched the 20... I watched bits and pieces of the 24 hours of Le Mans. Ooh. I watched Michael Fassbender have a very uh, silly qualifying. Uh, and then... He, he did okay in the race, but, like, that team was not competitive in the, in their class. Gotcha. I'll just put it at that. Did he, uh, like, wreck it all, or was he able he to... He wrecked in qualifying. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I haven't seen any um, of this stuff, so... Um, yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I've, I'm curious to see if uh, that uh, hyper... What is it? Hypercar class... Um, expands more because it was kind of the Toyotas running away with it. Um, they did away with LMP1 this year, but there's this new hypercar class. Um, and yeah, I, I, it's just nice to know that uh, on a weekend you can just you can flip on a race and it'll still be going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. It is crazy. No, it was sure. it was funny the one morning. 
the morning, Sunday morning of that race, I, it was like, what, 18 hours into the race, I, I woke up. And, like, I, I had it streaming on my tablet as I fell asleep, and it was still going when I woke up. And as soon as I woke up, not even, like, five minutes after I woke up, there was this crazy crash that happened. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah. It was fun. Um, yeah. I also had fun playing video games, man. I've been, I've been playing video games. Uh, I've... I've... Hmm. Other than Final Fantasy fourteen, I've played a few demos on the Steam Next Fest. Uh, so I have some demos to talk about. Uh, Tyler, what, what what have you been playing? Um, two, uh, three things. Uh, one, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. I am at the Elite Four, so I will have that game finished for sure next week. Uh, nothing really ex- too exciting to say there. I mean... It's it's a fine game if you like Pokemon for sure. Um, it's a fine remake of this game. Uh, the second thing, just been dicking around in Halo Infinite a little bit with season two. Um, haven't played it in a while, but uh, got back in there. New battle pass is fine. Like there's not not a ton of like cosmetics. That I'm like, oh yeah, that looks fucking dope. Like I really want that. Um, and some of the new they added one new map to the arena. Which is, is, it is a fun map. There's a lot of really cool elevation changes. There's kind of, it has that kind of three lane feel um, that some maps have. And uh, I do enjoy it, but I mean, it's just one map. Like, and you don't get it like that often. And, you know, you've played on the other maps hundreds of times already. Um, So the game just overall just needs more maps for sure. Um, and but they did add a, a, a bunch of new modes. They added um, Last Spartan Standing, which is kind of fun. Uh, Land Grab, which I've enjoyed a lot. Um, basically, three three points will spawn on the map, um, and once the team captures it, uh, it goes off the map. And it's kind of round based, but the rounds don't act like it's not like once those three points are captured, everything stops and then you start over again. Um, but basically, you go until point A, B, and C is captured, and then they will spawn in different spots of the map. First team to 11 points wins. And uh, it's created some actually really fun, intense moments at the end when you're tied uh, at 10 apiece. And, you know, there's one, one more point left, and everybody's vying for it. It kind of creates some fun moments. So, they, yeah, they've added some new modes. I just think overall, the game just... I still like absolutely love playing. It just needs more content overall. Like, I think on the mode side, I'm I'm good with this game. It just needs needs more maps and stuff like that. So we shall see where Halo Infinite goes in the future. Um, but um, the other thing I've been playing is uh, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. I've played through the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Um, just ripping through the levels so that I can unlock characters and come back and get into all the cool stuff at the end of the game after I finish it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this game. I think it's it's fun. It's goofy at times. There are times, though, that it can be absolutely boring as shit. Um, where there's certain moments of the movie 
where they're trying to have you kind of, you know, reenact that in a fun Lego friendly way. And you're going from point A to B or from this planet to this planet, but you're not really doing much there. You're just going to, to pick up this thing or talk to this person where, where in the movie it, if just, it doesn't feel as much of a slog as it is when you're actually playing it. Um, but once you start playing like the actual levels, uh, the levels are cool and, and, uh, fun and creative, um, for sure. But yeah, it's, it's fine overall. I mean, I think if you're not a Lego fan, this is not going to change your mind, blow you away at all, but, um, it is, it's fine. I'm going to for sure play through the rest of it because it does have a lot of fun moments where I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot this from the movies and. It's kind of fun to play through this part or fight these characters and yeah hmm. and, and, and the combat's just so much better in this game i mean it's no fucking devil may cry or anything like that but it is way more engaging than past lego games for sure okay and if you um, like numbers going up and you like oh, unlocking stuff you no know, you know what yeah. I like <laughs> yeah and i like that too uh this is this is a good game for that because you're always there's just challenges there's kyber bricks to to find and there's uh six per level and then you upgrade things and they have percentages to everything that you've upgraded and then there's the whole character list there's a mission list there's um the the mini kits that's always in lego games that you go find and you're kind of building stuff with their their secrets basically so those have their own list, and then all that's feeding back into a very small percentage of the game. And then they break the percentage down by area and by mission and by <laughs> by by episode. So if you like your numbers going up and feeling good about that sort of stuff, uh, this this game certainly has that in in different ways. It's not like you're upgrading your character's stats and doing more damage or anything like that. It's just through completion you're kind of just making those numbers go up that can be a little addicting so mm. Mm. yeah that's that's all i've been playing so what uh what demos have you been checking out what you what you've been playing uh all right i'll kick this off with you know the one that i know you're going to play um when it comes out is metal hell singer mm. um this is yes. the rhythm based first person shooter uh, with a very Doom-like look to it. Uh, the music is great. The music ramps up as you up your Fury combo, which, if you shoot it to the beat, and, you know, if you're, if you're killing things on beat, you build up that meter, the music gets more epic, and it's a really fucking awesome time. I, I don't know what else to say about it, man. It's, uh... It's pretty rad. Yeah. So, so, do you feel the rhythm and everything, like with along with the song, while you're killing shit? Oh yeah, like it's cool. it's it's pretty easy to to get into, like you, you, especially if like you listen to music often and you like you can recognize this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have a visual indicator on the screen if you need that as well. Um, things going like it's kind of like a rhythm you know how rhythm games go it's like 
yeah the symbols kind of come in on your crosshairs so you can kind of do it visually by that as well if you if you aren't picking up picking up what they're asking you from just the music itself um, right yeah it's great i i'm looking forward to it they had like it was a one level demo was pretty short but like you understood what that game was going for pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Does uh, I guess just comparing it to Doom, the, the recent Doom games, how good does it feel compared to that? Does it feel good to shoot and move around and and all that stuff um, like Doom does? So, I mean, yeah, the moving around feels fine. The shoot the guns feel pretty good. What I will say though is that. The enemy AI is kind of kind of dumb. I think it kind of has to be if they want you to be shooting on the beat. Right. Uh, I I think they 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 had to kind of dumb down the AI for that. But yeah, it's a yeah. I I think it is going to be a perfectly fine game with a really cool soundtrack. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. I'm very. I'm looking forward to this because you know I like doom i like metal and the musicians they have on here um are like my some of my favorite bands so i am like all about this when this comes out yeah it looks cool yeah uh next up is another music rhythm game that is a lot more chill uh it's called melatonin um the basic premise is uh hey you're you're in your filthy apartment and you fall asleep on the couch and you're dreaming and uh, in your dreams it's like you're dreaming about different things like food or shopping or playing video games Uh, and it is a one button rhythm game Um, basically uh, you're you're listening to the music but then there's like there's animation on the screen that can also cue you in to uh, a what what you're supposed to be doing uh it's it's really neat it's hard to pick up sometimes but like it's yeah it's a very it's a simple game but uh it's fun cool uh yeah uh i have two left here i'm trying to decide what order i want to talk about them in uh i guess first one up uh here terra nil this is a. Um, they I think they describe it as a reverse city builder. Um, the premise of this game is that you are restoring a wasteland. Um, you're terraforming a wasteland, to, and uh, by like building, like you build windmills to power up certain buildings that like restore the soil or plant uh, like flowers and other other kinds of plants and stuff and then you're you're uh pumping in water uh you're irrigating you're uh you're doing you're doing controlled burns and then planting forests in the nutrient rich rich soil that's left behind and once you're all done you're recycling all the buildings that you placed and launching out on a spaceship um it's pretty chill like puzzle game it's tile based um yeah. Yeah. Uh, last yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. 
lastly, I have the latest iteration of, hey, indie developers really want to make the next Stardew Valley, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so the last one here I'm going to talk about is Potion Permit. Mm. Um, so in Potion Permit, you play the role of a chemist slash pharmacist slash doctor, um, and you're getting... Uh, you're you're coming into this island town uh, that doesn't trust you, that doesn't trust where you're from, but you're there to make medicine and cure villagers. It takes place in, in this village on this island. There are all these different buildings, like there's a tavern, there's an arcade, there's like, there's all these different villagers that you can interact with when you build your trust with them. Um, so... Mostly what you're doing in this game is that you're going out into the wilderness to collect ingredients and then bring them back to your potion shop and you're making potions. Um, you're diagnosing patients with, like, a. it has a rhythm game in it, too, to diagnose the patients. Um, and then you go out and you, you, you make potions and you, and you cure your patients' ills. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty chill one of those. I, yeah. <laughs> Stardew Valley, but you're you're a doctor. Right on. Do do you think you're gonna uh, check out any of these when they actually release? Uh, I did put them on my Steam wish list. Uh, I'll need to see a little bit more from some of these, but yeah, I. Uh, I think I'll definitely play Metal Hellsinger. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see if Melatonin comes to phones because it's just a one button game and I'd like to just you know have that on the go right um yeah we'll see where I am in my life when potion permit comes out if I have the time to invest into one of those <laughs> games because when I got into Stardew Valley I was oh, I was yeah. playing Stardew Valley a lot <laughs> yeah I remember that I remember that um putting a lot of time into that oh game. shit I didn't even mention it in potion permit you have a dog oh yeah, you have a dog that follows you around everywhere you go. Cool. It's great. Um, yeah. That does it for the video games we've been playing, so I think it's time to get into some news. And you know what? I want to lead off with, hey, Bobby Kotick, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. Um... <laughs> In the most shocking turn of events, Activision Blizzard's own internal investigation has found that there's been no wrongdoing. There has been no fostering of a, of a bad workplace environment from the people up top. They're, the executives have been cleared of all wrongdoing ahead of a vote from shareholders, which will determine whether or not Bobby Kotick gets his salary back and a $20 million bonus. <laughs> My God. I think we can all agree that internal investigations should also be just, you know, labeled a cover-up. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... This, 
It's, yeah, it's 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 fucking stupid. It, I I always hate when stuff like this happens. I mean, internal investigations, they're not going to admit that they've made uh mistakes and all sorts of stuff and just it's yeah, it's driven by money and all sorts of other things and it's it's always fucked up. It's like um, you know, didn't like I uh, might be wrong on this. So, or have some pieces of this wrong so correct me if if you know but didn't like trump when he left office like clear of himself clear himself of anything that happened or or, or there's also like uh what's what's the thing the president can do that like there's yeah. bad people and then he kind of clears them of doing you could pardon yeah, pardon you that's that's what grant, i'm thinking grant of. a pardon yeah but yeah i mean yeah he I guess, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't remember exactly, but he was trying to uh, grant himself a presidential pardon while he was right. still president for after when he, afterwards. Yes, that, that's 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 what I'm thinking of. So it's just like, of course, like some, you know, people are going to try to cover up ridiculous shit, and yeah, this is just really sad, really sad. Get rid of this guy. Can we just get rid of this fucking guy and like never, never have to talk? about him ever no again. he's no he's <sighs> going to get he's gonna get his salary restored and he's gonna get that 20 million dollar bonus because i guess for some fucking reason he thinks he needs that money right yeah yeah like what the fuck did he do to get that get that money or deserve that money that's fucked up <sighs> yeah i mean this is it's endlessly frustrating. Yeah, it really is. That rich and powerful people get away with. Right. Such as, you know <laughs> God damn, I wish I wish any time I did something wrong, I could be the person paying someone to investigate it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and, th- and then they come up and be like, Yeah, hey, I don't really think you did anything wrong. I think you're good, dude. Yeah. Especially like the the fact that Activision shredded the documents of like they they've shred they've shredded documents about like paper trails about like these ac- about accusations of sexual harassment and workplace discrimination they've they've literally destroyed the evidence of that uh-huh. right right <laughs> and then they said hey there's no evidence of it <laughs> fucking awful what yeah. a clown what a clown car company. What a fucking shitty system we live in that people can just do this. I know. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you really want to get mad, yeah, let's go go to the system. That's seems to be the the main issue. All righty. Tyler, I know you've spent probably at this point over a thousand hours in Assassin's Creed games. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. If you if you take all of them, put them together, absolutely. Even just like the most recent trilogy of them, you might be approaching a thousand hours. Nah, not not in the recent Origins, trilogy. Odyssey, and Valhalla. I probably pegged myself around three hundred to three fifty, maybe. Okay. I know I put over a hundred into Odyssey, and I think I've I'm around 
I don't know, 60 to 80 in both Origins and Valhalla. Okay, I thought, for some reason, I thought you, you played Odyssey longer than that. I no. thought you played that almost twice as much as you said. <laughs> it felt long, but no, it was only about around 100 hours overall. Okay. But uh, what if I, think I told if you... you that you could play the next Assassin's Creed game forever? Um, I don't. I don't think I would be playing it forever. But sure. I'm. I mean, Valhalla. Well, hmm. okay. All right. Maybe I got this wrong here. You put this story in here. I. I thought I knew. All right. So the next game's going to be announced in September. But Valhalla, you could play forever. There's going to be a roguelite mode. In yes. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yes. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Rogue, roguelite Assassin's Creed. Isn't that what everyone was asking for? Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Especially in Valhalla, the game that already feels like it's never going to fucking end. Uh, in just the base game, and now they're adding this mode into it called Forgotten Saga, which will be free to everybody. Um, so you don't need to have this game, I guess. Um, and yeah, you're just going to be doing shit and fighting dudes and seeing how long you can last. And I think it's a neat idea for Assassin's Creed, but it's just not the game for it, in my opinion. All right. I'm just really curious how many people have been sticking with Valhalla to play this stuff and and then also the recent expansions that came out. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that bought it and enjoy the game, but um, to me, I'm just like, dude, this base game is just so frustratingly long, unnecessarily long. I'm good. And the... DLCs for both Origins and Odyssey were just so awesome that uh, it's just kind of a bummer that Valhalla just didn't really stick with me once I finished it. Yeah. And then September, that announcement, I think, will probably be this um, rumored game that um, is supposed to be DLC, I think, for Valhalla, but they're now turning it into a full, full release so I imagine we'll hear about that then. And that's probably what that's going to be. And, I mean, I'm curious if we'll hear anything on this Assassin's Creed Infinity project that they've also announced. That's supposed to be the next really big thing from Assassin's Creed, but it's probably too early on that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... I think I'm ready to, you know... I think I'm ready to bounce from Assassin's Creed... Yeah. I never, like, I never got back into Valhalla. Like, I started Valhalla, and I never got back into it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe, I'd, maybe I'm just weak. Maybe I can't play big games anymore. <laughs> maybe I just need to play my small games, like yeah. Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> well, Valhalla is just a game that is just, I think it's overwhelming sometimes when you're in that game, and it's just, you have to commit to it um you know because i i can see like yeah not playing you know starting to play that game then going away for a few weeks months whatever and then wanting to come back to it just be like why why am i doing this 
Alright. Well. Tyler, we got... The Square Enix threw, threw a special party for Final Fantasy VII where they announced some things about Final Fantasy VII yeah. Remake. Um, they... They show they showed a trailer for the next next part of uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Um, yes. It's coming next next year. Next wait, winter. No, re, re, oh wait, hold on. Okay, yes, I'm getting some things mixed up. There's Rebirth. There's Crisis Core Reunion. But yeah, next winter is Rebirth. Um, it's going to include characters that you will see in Crisis Core Reunion. Um, originally from Crisis Core, the PSP game. Final Fantasy VII's the new Kingdom Hearts, isn't it, huh? <laughs> think so. They're really uh, really building this, this thing out to where you're going to have to play and pay attention to a lot of different games. It's going to be a lot of characters. I'm yeah. okay with it. To be honest with you, I think it's better than Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Well, okay. I look. I'll, I'll agree <laughs> with that opinion, but I'm not sure if it's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. But yeah, next winter you'll get the second part of the Final Fantasy VII remake. Um. Between then, uh, we'll get this uh, Crisis Core reunion. Um. It's bi- It's a it's a remaster of the PSP game Crisis Core. It's uh, when is this coming out? Jesus, this winter. Apparently. This winter. Okay, yep. so you'll have some Final Fantasy VII to play later this year. Yep. Then you'll have Final Fantasy VII the year after, and then who knows? I mean. Part three of the Final Fantasy VII remake. I mean, they're they're already working on it. Um, didn't they say this is going to be a three-part thing? Yes. Is, is this the final piece? Part three no. is going to be the final piece. Part yeah, part three is going to be the final piece. So yes, I think overall you can probably look at it as this is probably a four-part thing if you include okay. Crisis Core. Hold on, but... hold on. Crisis Core is its own. Yeah, I mean, right. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to look at it this way. Crisis Core was a game separate from Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII Remake is a remake of Final Fantasy VII. And if they remake games that were, like, around Final Fantasy VII, like, that were, like, supplemental to Final Fantasy VII, I'm not counting those as part of this remake. Especially when it sounds like uh, the uh, Crisis Core thing is just a remaster. It's not a full, full-on full remake of that yeah. game. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. The only reason why I would think it might be part of it is because of how 7 ends. 7 Remake. Um, mm. It's starting to include characters like Zack. Um, from my understanding, way earlier in this story... Than, than it was originally, and uh, isn't Crisis Core the prequel to Seven with Zack? Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see, I guess. It all kind of 
depends on if they change Crisis Core's story at all and then what they do with Rebirth, I think. Mm. Um, and then also just to throw it in there, not only are we getting these two titles, I mean, Final Fantasy sixteen supposed to come out in the summer of 2023. Jesus so, Christ. To me, they're... They, the the winter thing is very vague. I mean, winter could be, um, you know, November, December of this year, or you know, January, February, maybe March of next year. Uh, so that's very vague. And to me, there is no fucking way that Square Enix is going to launch two mainline Final Fantasy games within six months of each other. No fucking way. So. For people that are getting overly hyped about Rebirth coming out next year, I think let's let's uh, let's take those expectations down. I feel like it's going to be an early 2024 game, uh, and honestly, probably more of like a spring 2024 game. It would not surprise me if it launches in like April May, just like Final Fantasy VII Remake did um, in 2020. So, uh, yeah, but still, I mean, <laughs> if you like Final Fantasy, there's a lot of a lot of shit coming out. And then, I mean, you, you would know better than me. Is there uh, going to be any major Final Fantasy fourteen content coming out, you know, next year or anything like that? To throw on uh, top of this? Okay, I'm trying to think where we are right now. So, oh man. We are current, currently on the 6.15 patch. Final Fantasy 14. Um, man. I would guess that the next full-on expansion for Final Fantasy 14 would be early 2024. Okay. That would be my guess. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, but if that's like alongside Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, if that comes out early 2024, uh, I mean, I I feel like they could do it. Like they could get away with it. And in fact, they'd probably do a cross promotional thing because they've done that sort of thing with Final mm-hmm. Fantasy XIV, where they right. do cross promotions with their other games. Um, so yeah, I mean, I could see it. Just there's just a shit ton of Final Fantasy stuff, man. It's yeah, it's, just... it's get it's a little ridiculous. <laughs> like they saw they saw uh, that Capcom was do, all they were doing with Resident Evil, and they were like, huh, huh. Yeah, I guess we can just you know release shit, bang, 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 like they do. Because I mean, yeah, when you think about it, like we've had a lot of Resident Evils over the past couple of years. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah, and, and this is just the big stuff, too. I mean, they have, I think, a mobile game they were talking about, Final Fantasy VII uh, Ever Crisis, I think it's called, and they have all sorts of stuff. It is a lot. I do wonder about market saturation and all that stuff for, for this franchise, but just regardless, though, I'm excited for for this uh, for Rebirth, I really, really enjoyed Part 7, or, or Part 1, I guess. Um, and I'm really excited for 16. I mean, it's just going to be really, really great time. Uh, and I, I really hope both these games turn out really well. And I will certainly be checking out Crisis Core. 
Uh, I never played that game, but the trailer seemed kind of fun. Um, I also enjoyed the trailer for Rebirth as well. Seemed interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed like gameplay, and I mean, you can't really say much about it, but uh, it was them walking, and they did have like the HUD on and all that stuff, which you know seemed very similar to Seven Remake. So yeah, I'm I'm all about it. I think one thing too that is weird is I'm I'm pretty sure Rebirth is a PS5 exclusive game. Trailer ended. It was only PS5 on it, um, and then. What, what I think is weird is Crisis Core is coming to Xbox and Switch, uh, as well as PlayStation consoles and Steam. So you're going to get Crisis Core on those systems, but not Final Fantasy VII Remake at all, any of the parts. Uh, so Sony must be, you know, giving Square Enix some cash. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Where are you at? You you excited for for this stuff um, at all? I mean, I'm. If I'm being honest, I'm more excited for Final Fantasy 16, uh-huh. um, because like, I mean, they're doing a lot of new stuff with this seven remake. Like, they're. This is not the same story as Final Fantasy seven. Right. Yep. It is very clearly, I want to say, in my head, I think the Final Fantasy VII Remake is a sequel to Final mm. Fantasy VII. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's all kinds of wild theories about it, but who could, like, just like Kingdom Hearts, who the fuck knows what's going on? <laughs> right. And I guess we'll find out a lot more of that when Rebirth comes out of, like, truly where they're heading with the story. Whether it is a a sequel or they're just doing completely different stuff. I don't know. I think I'm with you, though. I am more excited for 16, though. Just because 16 looks new, new characters, new world. Combat looks really, really cool to me. So, kind of know what Rebirth will be like. Um and it'll probably be good, but you know we kind of we kind of already know what what that's probably going to be. Yeah. All right. Did, did you ever? On. Well, the last oh. thing I was going to say. Did you ever play uh, Crisis Core? No, I never okay. had a PSP. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, all right, cool. Let's move on here. Uh, the other huge, huge announcement. You know. I mean, just probably the biggest thing that everyone has asked for. We're getting Dragon Dogma 2. They're making Dragon's Dogma 2. Yes, they are. I swear to God, Dragon's Dogma is not the Morbius of video games. People will actually like Dragon's Dogma 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they didn't really have much to say other than, hey making it <laughs> right yeah it, I mean, this is a game people have been asking for for a long time um, I think Dragon's Dogma came out in 2012 I want to say um, I've always been interested I thought in it was it, earlier than that it might it might have been maybe I'm thinking of that Dark Arisen expansion that came out um, but oh no you're right you're, it, it was 2012 yeah. okay gotcha um, 
I've always been interested in it, but never never played it. Um, have you played Dragon's Dogma? I yes, I, I've uh, I haven't beaten it, but I I've played the recent uh, Dark Arisen release. Uh, for a game that came out in 2012, it did some super interesting things, uh-huh. um, like especially with the pawn system. Like you would have these these uh, AI characters that you would create and have in your party and they would they would learn your behavior and they would kind of play like you uh, and then you could trade those off with other people so like you could you could import someone else's pawn and they could be like they could kick ass or they could be the most annoying little shit where all they do is wait for you to kill everything and then they go around and pick up all the items because mm-hmm. that's how other players played. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they yeah. let their pawns kill everything <laughs> and they went and just picked up the loot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it the pawn system was really cool. They had an awesome multi-classing system. It was it was genuinely an interesting game. Uh, and I, I, I hope that Dragon's Dogma 2 is just as ambitious. Right. For sure. And two things. One, uh, this this game's being directed by the director at Devil May Cry 5, so it makes me wonder, because that game came out in 2019, I think, uh, so it makes me just wonder how long this game might be in development for now. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's still a few, few years away, because they didn't really say anything about it, but you know, maybe it's been in in production for a year or so. Who knows? Um, and then, two. I, I, I know we downplayed a little bit when it happened, but check another one off on the NV- Nvidia leak, dude. Like, I think looking back at that, man, that that leak is disastrous in a way. Uh, there's just it, it has to basically be real because there's so much shit on there that is totally uh, out or confirmed and uh so i need i need to eat my ass a little bit on that one i'll mm. say that mm. so yeah i mean but yeah it's it's wild like that like we there hasn't been that big a leak of such like just a wide variety of things i mean by the nature of mm-hmm. i mean i guess nvidia would have like they deal with a lot of like they have to deal with a lot of developers and publishers because they've got to have their they've got to have their day one drivers for their video cards. Yep. Um, ready for that. So, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just crazy, man. Just it crazy. is. Yeah, I, I I can't. The only other leak on that magnitude that I can think of, and I still think Nvidia is probably worse, is. Uh, a few years ago, I want to say it was either 18, 19 maybe, um, when Walmart leaked basically everything that was going to be announced at E3 that year. That was um, very funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, they had all these product pages and everything for, like, everything that was at E3. That's the only other major leak that I can think of on this sort of scale. Um, so, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it's weird, but also, like, it's 
it's kind of an ex- exclusively a video games thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, definitely. We know about movies like years and years before yep. they come out. Yep. How long have we known that the new Avatar movie was going to be ma- be made? Oh, <laughs> dude, it, it feels like a decade. <laughs> like, if if you know of, of if a video game was announced a decade ago, it's not coming out. Yeah. It was yep. canceled somewhere. Yep. <laughs> along the way. Um, yeah, it's. Right. Yeah. Just just the nature of video games being so secretive. Yeah, for sure. Alright. Although, I will say, the announcement of the Gran Turismo film and, you know, the release of the Gran Turismo film, a little bit tighter than most movies, I'll say. Uh, it's coming next year, actually. This Gran Turismo movie. Um... And it's going to be based on a true story of Jan Bardenborough. Uh, he he played uh, Gran Turismo Sport, got competed in the GT Academy, and was eventually granted a race seat. Um, so this this movie is kind of follow that journey. Um, and yeah, I that that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. This, because, this you know, sounds you know, way that, cooler that, than I thought. That was the promise of a GT Sport and the GT Academy. Um, uh-huh. Is that hey, uh, we're gonna find people who are pretty good at racing, but you know, aren't rich, so they can't afford to go out and race cars. Right. Um, right. And then we'll see if they're good enough to actually race in a car. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I, I like this this concept. I mean, I think it's it's honestly way cooler than I thought this movie was going to be. Um, also coming from Neil Blomkamp, who's be- probably best known for District 9. Um, I think he also did that movie uh, Chappie from a few years ago. Um, yeah, and people really like District 9. I've never watched it before, but his recent movie, Demonic, got fucking horrible reviews. Got completely ripped apart. Uh, so he seems like a, a hit-or-miss director a little bit, but... Uh, still, a pretty big name to have behind this. Um, I also feel like a pretty aggressive release date. I mean, it's going to be out in 14 months. Uh, shoot a shoot a movie, get it edited, all that stuff. I think that's kind of aggressive to me. But we'll see. Alrighty, we've got two stories left. Uh, I think first here we're going to hit this Cuphead thing. Um, it was yeah. a... You put this in here, so yeah. we've been waiting. We've been waiting a long time for Cuphead's delicious last course. So you, let's let's get into this. Yeah. So this DLC got announced, man, 2018 or 19, maybe at one of the Microsoft E3 shows, and uh, it's just taken a long time for it to come out. It's DLC, so everybody's like, "Where is it coming out?" I think uh, in just a, a week or two, at the end of this month, but. Uh, in an interview um, with uh, the head of Studio MDHR, uh, they basically said that they decided to, and we've heard this from a couple other teams, to just prioritize uh, team health over ever, over anything. Um, and then also they were just went into how how hard it is to find people uh, to, right now, especially to do what they do, which is so specific with animation and visuals and everything 
um, and, and COVID and all that stuff and basically just said that they wanted their team to just take time. And then he also ended by saying, uh, if it takes longer for a game to come out, it takes longer. Who cares? Which I just absolutely love how blunt that is uh, coming from a developer because I think while delays suck, we we do get caught up in that a lot of where is this game uh, sort of thing. And, and everybody gets all up in arms, but in the end, it's like, it's out when it's out, dude. Like, who cares? Um, yeah. And I, I like that attitude from, from this developer as well. You don't really see see them saying... The, I feel like a lot of developers probably feel like this, but don't really say it this bluntly. Yeah, I mean... Uh, who... I mean, they self-published this, so, like, they uh-huh. don't have to answer to anybody. Yep, absolutely. So, I mean, I'm not sure if studio if if this studio MDHR is is publicly traded or if it's a private company or not. But like, yeah, they're like that. That might have like if they're a private company, then they definitely don't have anyone to answer to at right. all. Um, right. So yeah, I mean. I'm sure a lot of developers would love to be able to say this. Yeah, and, and that you bring up a really good point of that. It's like sometimes there really isn't a choice if it's a you know a publicly traded company or something like that. But yeah, and like so, yeah. a lot of times when you think of games that definitely came out too early, a lot of the times it was out of that studio's hands, and it was because there was demand from above them for a game to come out. So you don't have right. that situation here. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, good on them for having that kind of attitude and not, like, panicking and being like, uh, every all hands on deck, we need to fucking shove this out. So. Yeah, yeah not, not feeling that pressure of, like, oh, man, we announced this three years ago and people keep asking us where it is. It's like, yeah, it's out when it's out. And what what Cuphead is, and it's just so so specific that they need time to get it right. Um, and I imagine, you know, forcing people to work overtime and crunching all this stuff is just going to lead to uh, just bad results overall for a game. I mean, it, it can. Period, but especially this game that you know you really need that creativity and to understand the balance of the gameplay and the bosses and all that stuff um, that that I just feel like crunching probably wouldn't benefit this game at all so yeah yeah all right we got one more story and guess what it's about video game sales uh, and the month of May. The month of May, it turns out, there, not, not a lot happened. And, you know, when I think about it, right, yeah, there, there wasn't much that came out in May. No. Um, it's, we, yeah, we've got the top 20 selling games here. I, let's just, let's just get into it. Um, <laughs> back in the top 20 video games of May The Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim 19 Call of Duty Modern Warfare from 2019 at 18 Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl 17 Mario Party Superstars 16 FIFA 22 15 
Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War 14 Super Smash Bros. Ultimate 13 Animal Crossing New Horizons 12 Horizon 2 Forbidden West and at 11 Minecraft Number 10 Pokemon Legends Arceus 9 Grand Turismo 7 8 Mario Kart 8 7 Call of Duty Vanguard 6 Kirby in the Forgotten Land 5 MLB The Show 22 4 Evil Dead The Game which I think's one of the only new releases of the month uh, 3 Nintendo Switch Sports which I believe came out at the very end of April um, so yeah uh, and then 2 Lego Stars The Skywalker Saga and number 1 back at number 1 is uh, Elden Ring yeah so yeah. on this list we have like 3 Pokemon games well, okay, so two listings for the Pokemon games. Yeah. Because, you know, they, they Diamond and Pearl are together. We got three Call of Duties on this yeah. list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Which is odd. We got Skyrim back on this list. Right. Yeah. Usually the NPD list only has, like, the most recent Call of Duty and then maybe the one before, but it just shows how how popular Modern Warfare is in... Modern Warfare 2 is probably just going to be fucking huge because it's still hanging on so well. Yeah. Even now. Fucking uh, Mario Kart 8 never stops selling. No. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, yeah, and then overall, the this was the worst month for the industry since February of 2020, so right before the pandemic started, um, or, or hit more globally, I should say. Um, down 19% year over year. 3.7 billion, still a lot of money, but uh, no, no new games. A lot of, you know, a lot of places are opening up more and more and more. People going out and doing stuff. It's the summer months. Um, you know, it's it, it is bound to happen where, you know, endless growth is just not sustainable at, at all. Um, so it, it will it'll certainly be rebounding here with with new games coming out towards the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that, that that's news. That's all we got. We'll be back. Well, next week with more news. What what you got? Did something just happen? I know. I, I threw in. I don't know if you saw. I threw in the Capcom showcase. Did you? That I happened. didn't see it. Oh yeah, it's in our uh, sheets towards the top. Towards the top. Oh shit! I I was scrolled down. Yeah, it's all good. Um, but not not too not a ton of stuff there. I'll just run through it really quick. Um, yeah, Capcom had a showcase. Uh, they showed off more Resident Evil uh, Four remake, um, which seems to confirm that just the gameplay they they are making it more modern because Resident Evil Four the original you couldn't move and aim your gun at the same time, where as you could in later Resident Evil games, and then even with two and three remake, uh, so. Being able to do that, I'm sure, really, really helped this game. Um, but yeah, the game's looking great. Uh, Resident Evil Village is getting a Winter's Story expansion called the Shadow of Rose DLC, and that comes out October 28th. Um, they are also adding a third-person mode to Resident Evil Village, and this DLC will only take place in third-person. Really fascinating. I wonder how much... Part of me like wants to play it just to see how much that totally changes the game, and I and visuals and all that stuff. Because um, some of the 
some of the feels in that game, the more scary moments, I feel come from being in first person. So I'm just curious how being in third person really changed that game. But mm. still, pretty cool. Um, there's that mercenaries mode in Resident Evil Village, and soon you'll be able to play as Lady D, which should be interesting oh, in that. Oh, God. <laughs> so that should be fun. Um, and Resident Evil 2 Remake, 3 Remake, and 7 all have uh, new-gen versions. So there's a PS5 version of those games all out now. Um, so that's that's awesome. Uh, Reverse, the multiplayer mode for Resident Evil that was supposed to launch with Village has an October 28th release date. It's a six-player PvP deathmatch game that I'm sure will be awful. And that was pretty much it. They, they showed off Mo, uh, Monster, Hunter, ugh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, which is the expansion for that game. I think that game's only on Switch still. And a new gameplay trailer for Exo Primal, uh, which is the dinosaur game where you mm. shoot the shit out of dinosaurs. That's supposed to come out next year. And uh, Street Fighter Six. they said there's more to come this year. And yeah. And then the Dragon's Dogma was its own event. Um, yeah. So they, Capcom also did have that, but not too bad there. All right. Yeah, I guess really quick before we go, though, uh, what what do you think of that Xbox show? Yeah. Look, I they've got some stuff that, that I'm <laughs> looking forward to. Not a lot of the stuff that I'm looking forward to from that show is coming to PlayStation. Uh, I think the highlights for me were definitely, um, let, me, let me scroll down here. Uh, I, I liked Pentiment from Obsidian. Yes. I think that's going to be a very interesting game. Mm-hmm. For, for me, personally. Uh, uh, look, after Diablo Immortal being such a fucking shit show, I, I'd be lying if I said I I wasn't excited for Diablo 4. I, I think that's what I need more than anything. Yeah. Diablo 4. That is coming to PlayStation. It is. So, yeah. Looking forward to that. Um, let me see. What else... I mean, it's not coming to PlayStation, but Starfield, man. Starfield's interesting. It is. I'm not going to say that I think Starfield looks good. Starfield looks interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm with you there. Starfield, I was like, I'm like so fucking down for this. And like you said, maybe maybe it's not going to be, you know, overly amazing. And it might have problems and stuff. But just the... Just the thought of going to a planet, getting in your ship, flying away, space combat. I know that's No Man's Sky, but to have that more with an actual story, uh, RPG mechanics, all that good stuff, I'm like, this looks really cool to me. All right, Tyler, so, say say actual story. Yeah. Do you remember the story of Fallout 4? Uh, you, you're like <laughs> trying to save your kid. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, and when I say actual story, of course there's going to be a main quest, but, you know, it's the side quest and exploration and all that stuff that Bethesda games are usually very good about. So, yeah, I think it's... I'm looking forward to Starfield a lot, but I will say, I feel like it is. it was so fucking stupid of them 
to say the th- the one thousand planets thing at the end. Um, it just gives me No Man's Sky vibes, and that is the single thing that I feel like everybody's going to hone in on and be like, "This is a bunch of bullshit." It's procedurally generated, and ninety five percent of these planets have nothing to do on them. Um, and I'm just like, why? Why did you say that? Let people discover that and be like, oh, wow, this game is way bigger than I thought. Um, And maybe it turns into more of a positive thing. You know, I just, I can just see it right now. That is the thing everyone's going to dump on with this game. I mean, people have already been doing, like, fucking side-by-sides of Starfield and No Man's Sky. Like what they showed in the trailer in No Man's Sky gameplay. Uh It's, yeah, it's already happening. (laughs) Yeah, right. And then people are like, you know, all oh, the the facial animations and all that stuff are are not as good as like a Naughty Dog game. What the fuck? And it's like, dude, you can't even compare the two. Like they are two totally different games, and the scope of this game is just fucking nuts. Um, and and I thought, you know, for for what the game is, I thought like things like that with the facial animations looked totally fine. Uh, it's no Horizon, to, uh, Forbidden West, but it's it's totally better than what Bethesda had previously. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to Starfield. I'm very curious about it. Uh, I yeah, am with you the, though. The on... thing that the good the thing that hooked me with Starfield is when they pulled back and showed the ship customization. That's yes. the thing that was like, oh fuck. Yes, they got me. Yeah. They fucking got me. Same then, here, dude. Having a crew on your ship and like yep. walking the interior of that ship, ah. yep, ah. yep, and and like yeah, the base buildings back, which wasn't super great in Fallout Four, but to do, I don't know, maybe to do that on like planets and stuff, like that just seems fucking awesome to me. Yeah, the base building looked more like uh, prefabbed stuff that you plop mm-hmm. down rather than the uh, kind of tricky, clunky trying to place things. Yeah. Like in, in a Fallout or yeah, in, in right. Fallout four or seventy six. It's both right. they're both kind of eh, it's kind of hard to fucking get things right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. You know, I, I don't need to be spending a ton of time tinkering with stuff, but just setting up bases and stuff could be really cool. Yeah. Um I am with you though. I feel like Diablo four was honestly like probably my favorite thing to come out of this show. That game looks so fucking good. It's so good. And I just... I could totally go for a new Diablo right now. I know there's Immortal. There's some other games like Diablo. But... Ah, fucking Diablo. Man, I'm just really looking forward to it. Crossplay and progression. Oh. Dude. So good. It just looks so good. Tyler... You should play the Persona games. I was thinking about it. You should, you should yeah. do that. I'm thinking about it for sure. And now that they're coming to Game Pass, and uh, a couple of these are, I think Persona 3 and 4 are coming to PS4, I think. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, dude. I honestly am. I think that's just a huge announcement for Xbox overall to get something like that. Um, yeah, just trying to think if there's any other things. Uh, Pentiment did look very cool to me. 
Um, Overwatch yeah. 2 was going to be free to play. Yeah, I think that's huge for that game only because, you know, they. I think getting people to buy a sequel to that game, to the first one, is going to be tough. So to make that free to play, I think is a really great call. Um, the Forza car porn was good. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> it looks very good, Forza Motorsport. Uh, I think the last thing for me was a Plague Tale Requiem. I think that game looks very yeah. cool. And looking forward to it. It's, they keep saying this year. So I feel like they might be coming in hot with that one, but we'll see. We should. I thought it was a solid show, for sure. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's that's gonna do it. We'll be back. Uh, yeah. Next time, we'll, we'll talk about other stuff. I, I think I'm I'm trying to think of what I'll what I'll be able to play because I I'm work I'm not gonna lie I'm working a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm working a lot. I'm picking <laughs> up overtime. I I just don't have time off to play video games. But Tyler, I've been watching a lot of anime. Maybe, maybe next week I'll come back and talk about anime. All right, you know that's that's fair. That <laughs> if you want to be on the call, me. fine. If you want to drop <laughs> off and then I just ramble about anime and then text you when it's it's time for you to come back to the show, fine. <laughs> Whatever. I, maybe I just record that segment on my own sometime. But you know, maybe I've been watching a lot of anime, Tyler. Yeah. No, you can talk about your anime. I, I'm curious about your anime, so. You're not anime curious. Don't even lie to me. <laughs> well, I think it's they're you know some of these shows just they do uh, do sound interesting. I'm never going to watch them, but you tell me about them. I'm like, all right, yeah. Let's, all right. What sure. if your PlayStation Plus, because Sony owns Crunchyroll now, what if your PlayStation Plus came with Crunchyroll? Mm. Would you try an anime? <laughs> I would maybe try an anime if it was if it was that situation where I had Crunchyroll for free, essentially. Yeah, they should do that. It would make they sense. Should, they should roll Crunchyroll into one of the tiers of PlayStation yeah. Plus. Absolutely, I think that would make a lot of sense. Uh, okay. While I'm making a bunch of really great business decisions for Sony, uh, I should I should also clue y'all into what you gotta do you gotta give us ratings and reviews you gotta share us with your friends if you want to you can send questions at playstationreportpodcast at gmail.com or via twitter at psreportpodcast and as a last resort you can try to contact us directly on social media as little as we're there Um, I'm at the arctic sloth Tyler and his youtube channel are at plugged on vids until next week Be good to each other, play your video games, and Canadian bacon.